Welcome to Quillsword Blogcast. Why are we still using the wheel in 2023? It's the 21st century! We're supposed to be driving flying cars and walking our pet robots. Out with the old, in with the new. I hear this stuff a lot. One of my favorite YouTube creators was irate that he had to confirm his identity with a gasp mail-in card. It's the 21st century. Why can't we just hop on a Zoom call? Now, he had a point because he had a slew of videos to compare his smiling face. So, in his case, I suppose it would suffice. But the only ways to confirm a physical address is to either go there or to get the post office to go for you. Bots can't handle snail mail. That's the real answer to his question. The answer to the question in the title is equally simple because it works. In 6,000 years of human history, we've improved the tire many times, but the good old round wheel remains the go-to for all things transportation. Electronic voting is like a square wheel. It's new, it's different, and stupid. Not too long ago, a YouTube channel about technology got taken over by a scam. If guys who are good at computers can get scammed, how safe are voters who don't even know how to turn on the tabulating machine? Truth is, the safest way to vote is in person, on paper. Anything else is vulnerable to tampering. At least voting has protections attached. Not that they always work, but not so much with polling. The only thing more useless than an internet poll is a made-up statistic. Heck, the made-up's numbers might even be right once in a while. Not so sure that it, of that with any poll that's conducted online. Or on cell phones. Polling is supposed to be representative of the entire population, not just the folks bored enough to pick up the phone and answer questions. Sure, they use waiting to try and correct the data for the fact that it's skewy, but putting your thumb on the scale is not the most reliable way to get things to work right. It's hard enough to get people to open their mail, but at least when it comes back, you know a human filled it out. A really young human if it's in crayon, but still human. Okay, so focus groups are really focus groups rather are really people, right? Yes, yes they are. Real people who have the time to participate. Don't know about you, but when I was working at Walmart, I didn't exactly have a lot of free time for focus groups. Most people don't. So focus groups also end up badly skewed. But they do tell you a lot about upper middle class opinions. The more we depend on electronic media to conduct our surveys, the less reliable they become. Partly because the representation issue I just mentioned, but mostly because bots are a thing. Influencing a poll to show candidate A is ahead of candidate B can actually affect the outcome of the election. People vote for some strange reasons, so it shouldn't be a surprise that everyone else is voting for so-and-so is one of those reasons. Also, there's, I want to back a winner. Both result in people voting for a candidate only because they thought the candidate was ahead in the polls. Now, that can backfire, too. Clinton was supposedly comfortably ahead of Trump going into 2016. The result was a lot of Democrats staying home since they didn't think their vote would be needed. 
Misdirecting polls and surveys have far-reaching effects. The polls show that most people think X is okay. They show people support Y. They show most Americans believe Z. People tend to conclude that a thing is correct if most people seem to think so. Part of that is a human laziness, but part is that we don't have enough hours in the day to consider all topics fully. When it isn't something important to us individually, at the moment, it's easy to just assume the majority knows what it's talking about. Only that majority doesn't exist. Polls can quickly become propaganda. Sadly, polls are often used this way. We can't completely eliminate the problem, but we can dang sure minimize it. I know, I know. You text with your thumbs and have never been off a cell phone for more than 10 minutes. The very idea that we should use old methods to ensure our voting and information gathering is as secure as possible is just too much. Why, the next thing, you'll be suggesting pollsters should go door to door. Darn tootin'. Old isn't always best, but all old isn't always worse either. Now, this may shock you, but there's no substitute for face-to-face. -face. A pollster is far more likely to get people to answer the poll if they are standing in front of them. It's not a magic trick. You will get door slammed in your face. But it's far more varied group that will actually give you the time of day if they are looking at you eyeball to eyeball. Before you protest, remember that we live in a time when couples break up by email, or worse, ghosting. Ignoring people electronically seems to be a birthright. But you can't just delete the nice guy standing on your doorstep. The same group that can't stand to talk straight to their soon-to-be former significant other aren't going to quite know how to handle a live pollster. Some will flee behind the door, but a lot will just go ahead and get it over with. People are weird, yes. But we have nearly a century of experience handling weird polling behavior with people. Bots? Eh, not so much. We can overcome a lot of the limitations by simply doing the work in person. We're not nearly as good at it electronically. Hacking a poll is still just too easy. In person does have a limitation, but that may well prove to be a benefit. That limitation is that it is expensive. You have to hire and train folks who will go door to door. They tend to want to be paid decently, and if you don't want to have to train even more of them, paying well is a necessity. Micropoles, of which I am no fan, sample around a thousand people. So poll workers have to knock on a minimum of 1,000 doors. In reality, that'll be at least 2,000, if you're lucky. But to do a really good poll, plan on tens of thousands. Just gathering that many is expensive. Now, tabulating ain't free, either. Now you know why pollsters prefer phone and internet polling. They don't really. It's just the only thing they can afford. So, how is that a possible benefit, you ask? Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. Weekly polling is moronic. First, it doesn't measure anything. Polls are supposed to measure something because opinions simply don't change that fast. 
second, constant polling leads to people getting multiple poll calls, which quickly leads to people never answering. All the incessant polling makes itself less reliable simply by annoying the daylights out of the public. In-person polling can't be done incessantly simply because no one, not even Elon Musk, could afford to do it even bi-weekly in person on a country of 330 million people. Fewer polls will mean pollsters will have to be much more selective about when they poll and what exactly they wish to measure. Over time, it will likely increase the public's willingness to participate. At the very least, fewer people will be ticked off. This is part of the reason for in-person voting. But the main reason for that is it's a lot easier to confirm a person is who they say they are in person than it is when you're just looking at an envelope. The Constitution establishes that citizens are the ones who vote in our elections. The living, breathing kind, not the graveyard occupant. In-person voting stops a lot of election shenanigans. We steer this crazy government of ours with our votes. This great experiment in government by the people will end the instant the people no longer believe their vote matters or is even counted. I know, I know, it's such a pain to show up at the polls on voting day. But it's the most important thing you will do for your country and all the crazy people in it. Yourself included.